All right, let's go ahead and uh, get started with our lesson today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're going to pick up where we left off and and get into it a little bit with God's Word. And and we just pray now. Let's, let's look to the Lord with a word of prayer. We'll get started. Father, thank you for this time that you've given us to uh, sit quietly before you and just let the Spirit speak. Lord, we value this time that you give to us. Um, we value it very much because we know that it's a time where we can hear you speak to us and we can also hear others speak uh, as the Spirit leads them to know that uh, you are truly in our midst, that you are here to help us, you're here to guide us, you're here to encourage us. And Lord, we thank you for helping us to understand some of the things that we don't readily understand, and, and that includes sometimes unanswered prayer. We thank you for this lesson that you've given us to help us to understand even more and more about that very issue. Help us, Lord, to know that you truly do care about us, no matter whether or not we see an answer or result of our prayers right away or not. We thank you for the reminders that we'll discuss here today and going forward. And we give you praise and thanks for all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we left off on page two of our lesson. We left off about prayer, and there is a question about how God has, first of all, he has you in his hands. Amen? Uh, This is a, you know, it's a metaphorical statement, of course, but we know that God truly does have us in his hands, and we understand that every prayer that we make is not going to be answered right away. That's a given because we know that from personal experience. You know, just like we have the scientific method, you know, you have to test things out to see if, there's, if, if the science is good or not. But we have, we have these tests that we have every now and then where we know our prayers that we give are not going to always be answered. So we know that's for a fact. But does that mean that God does not care about us because the prayer is not being answered? And the answer is no, of course it doesn't, because sometimes we need to be conscious of what we're praying for and what the end result is of that prayer. Now, all of us would agree that we want to, just like we just mentioned at the beginning of this class, we're going to pray for someone's healing if we know they're ailing. Amen? We're going to pray for their healing because that is something we know that one of the characteristics that we know about in the Alliance about Jesus Christ, he is a healer. And we know that he has healed and he is capable of healing and he is not limited to how he can heal. There is no limit to what he can do. But we also know from experience that we don't see the results of a person's healing physically. But what we need to do is now start thinking more of an eternal purpose of our prayers rather than just a physical purpose way of thinking because we know that in addition to physical healing there's a very important aspect of how God does this thing and it has to do with spiritual healing spiritual healing I'm just going to challenge you is much more important than physical healing it doesn't mean that physical healing isn't important but spiritual healing is clearly From an eternal perspective, way more important than physical healing. So we may scuffle with the idea, Lord, why am I having aches and pains? Why is there cancer in my life? 
Why am I scuffling through this? Why am I going through this? God is still working with that individual who is going through that difficulty. And it may have everything to do with spiritual healing. Now, I'll just take a famous person as an example of this. Alex Trebek has shared with everybody he has stage 4 prostate cancer. Stage 4 prostate cancer has about a 9% rate of recovery. And the farther it goes along, that obviously diminishes because there's really no known cure for prostate cancer. So he has shared this publicly with people, and he has shared in interviews since that time when he revealed the information that he's going through a lot of pain. He does go through a lot of scuffles, and he has been taping the shows. Um, It's something that he is doing. But I'm going to challenge you. One of the things that he said in the interview, he doesn't really think about God very much, and he doesn't really think about what's going to happen. He's not, he's not afraid of dying, which is, that's a good thing, you know, if you're not afraid, because we're all going to die eventually, amen? So that part is good, but I think he's really scuffling with this idea of Jesus, okay? So now he is going through this situation, and it's a very public display that he is going through this. So what you have to understand is that as long as he is alive, he is going to be wrestling with this very issue of mortality. And he's going to be wrestling with this very issue of who is this God that he is serving, whatever it is. That's going to be his personal struggle. And what, if anybody in here understands what I'm saying here, is that you need to be praying for what? Spiritual healing. Spiritual healing for him Certainly physical healing, but spiritual healing from the standpoint that he needs to know who Jesus Christ is as his personal Savior. That's true for all of us. Amen? So we need to understand that those prayers, while we don't see the result necessarily, it doesn't mean that God isn't listening. It doesn't mean that God isn't in tune to that. So perhaps, let's just put it out there, if enough people are praying about Alex Trebek and praying about his salvation, hey, of course God wants to see him get saved just like anybody else. So we need to keep that in mind as we look more about God answering prayer because there is a bigger picture involved. Remember the chessboard analogy from last week? The chess pieces. God sees the moves way ahead of how we do. We don't see these things. We're not capable of seeing those things. We are not, frankly, built to see things that way. Because we operate in the flesh. The flesh only operates on a temporal standpoint. We have to rely upon Jesus Christ to give us perspectives or views that help us to see things from an eternal perspective. Because in the flesh, we will not see anything from an eternal perspective. And so that's how we need to look at this here. The prayers that we talked about last week, about those how long, those how long prayers, and that, oh, that you would do these things based upon the scriptures we read, that's where we have to kind of now take this a little, bit, a little bit further and looking at this. So let's ask the question. Where we left off last week on page 2, 
It's at the, where the words say, can you relate? Can you relate? What prayers have you prayed that God answered in a greatly unexpected way? Now, some of these prayers may be very obvious because they'll come right to mind because you'll know how God answered the prayer very specifically and it's a marker in your brain for life. Well, actually forever. You know that what you know here now and what you learn here, you're going to keep that information with you when you leave here and then be given so much more information when you have a relationship with the Lord in heaven. But what you know now is a permanent marker. What you've learned about is a permanent marker. Isn't it funny how you can recall certain things in your life or in your childhood that you've never forgotten or something may bring it to mind? Or you, may not, you don't know where did that come from. But it's in there. It's in your memory bank. I know memory bank like your program like a computer, right? But you are, you, we are very intricate computers. Do you understand that? The way God created us, we are very intricate, unbelievably well-designed computers. We have information in here. We don't even sometimes know it's there until it just pops up. And what pops up sometimes, it'll be a, an answer to prayer that God gives to you. That you remember. And God wants you to remember these things because of why? He wants to remind you of his goodness. Yes. Oh, yeah. It'll just, just like that. Something will be driven into your head. We're on page two, right up in the middle, uh, where it says, can you relate? That's where, we, that's where we are, just for those who just started looking at the uh, handout. So we get these reminders. Now, what prayers have you prayed that God answered in a greatly unexpected way? Now, I put a note in there. Don't rush through this. Now, this is something that you can certainly do on your own, but if you want to take a minute and think about those things that God has done, those prayers that he has answered in an unexpected way. Not just an answer to prayer, but unexpectedly. And why are we looking at unexpected? Because sometimes we need to see God do things above and beyond or outside of the box where we may be limited in our thinking and he just goes well beyond that. Now, if I can share something personally, I would have never thought that I would have married my first girlfriend. That's Lynn. Lynn was my first girlfriend in 1977. And I never would have thought of that, that that would have happened. We dated, for a, we, we dated for a year, I guess, at that time, right? Yeah. Went our separate ways. She got married, I got married. And she was married for 19 years. And I was married for 17 and a half years. And many of you already know that because you, you were here during that time. And then we met at a roller skating rink. <laughs> At a roller skating ring, going skating, I know, right? That, that, that only makes sense for us. But how in the world can you foresee something like that where it, I hadn't seen her? And yet here she was. 
And so that's an unexpected answer to prayer because I really wasn't looking to get remarried right away. Let's, you know, when you get when you go through a divorce, you, one of the things you're talking about is like, yeah, I'm, let's not let's not go there again, right? Let's not rush into something like this. Let's not let's not do that. Doesn't mean that people aren't interested, but I'm not. I wasn't interested, okay? And I don't think she was interested either. So speaking, not speaking for her, but okay, she wasn't interested either. Okay, so the prayer, and I think her prayer was, if this is right, if this, if he is the right person, then you know, allow it, or just put up all kinds of barriers to make sure it doesn't happen. If I'm not the right person, right? So you know, that's how you, that's how you do that, right? You, that's called, that's called eternal vetting. <laughs> let, let God do the vetting part, right? Okay, so that's my example, and it's a very public example, but that it, you, know, you guys see we're together. By the way, 15 years, our anniversary, February, February the 5th, 15 years. I know, it's crazy talk, isn't it? That's 2020, and, and 15 years is a great milestone, so that's, it's something to be... We're very blessed. We're very blessed to have this time together. And we've been through all kinds of stuff together. We've had all kinds of fun, haven't we? Oh, yeah, I know. Um, Don't rush through this. Take the time that you need, even outside of class, to think that question through. You're going to see, when you look at this and look at the way he has answered prayers unexpectedly, that God is worthy of our praise. We need reminders like this to show us how God is worthy of our praise. We need to see his goodness even in how he answers prayer unexpectedly. Unexpectedly. His actions back up his word. I left a space for you there to do that. Some of you may have some stuff right away you can jot down. Some of you may have to think about this question. But think about it. I gave you an example. You know, look at your own life and look at what God has done for you, even if you aren't married. Even if you're not married. You know, there are some people in this room who are not married. But you know God has done those very things where he's answered prayers in an unexpected manner and blown you away. Where you remember those things forever. Okay? Now, let's go down to the next section there. If God spoke to you as he did Habakkuk and said you would be amazed about what he is going to do, and where does that come from? Go back to Habakkuk uh, 1, chapter 1. Go to Habakkuk 1. And and this is for the benefit of those who are not in the class. I want you to refer to the section. Now, I'm going to read from verse 1, and we're going to take it all the way down to verse 5. Habakkuk 1, starting at verse 1. Pardon me. The oracle that Habakkuk the prophet saw. Verse 2. And some of your Bibles may actually say Habakkuk's complaint. O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear? Or cry to you violence... And you will not save. You understand that Habakkuk is writing about all kinds of turmoil that's taking place amongst his people. 
all kinds of affliction. It has to do with uh, encounters that they're going to have with the enemy. And so there's a great distress in the nation, in the land. Why do you make me see iniquity and why do you idly look at wrong? Destruction and violence are before me. Strife and contention arise. So the law is paralyzed and justice never goes forth. For the wicked surround the righteous so justice goes forth perverted. Now that's not a very positive outlook. He's saying that justice or righteousness is just being overshadowed by all kinds of iniquity. Okay? You could, you could make that analogy today as well. So this prayer is something you probably could transfer into 20, 2020 as well too. But look at verse 5. Look among the nations and see, wonder and be astounded. This is the Lord answering. For I am doing a work in your ways that you would not believe if told. All right, so that's the prayer. That's the answer to prayer that was given to Habakkuk. And he's saying, look and be amazed at what I'm going to do. It's going to be something that you would never believe. Which is why we went through this whole exercise about unexpected answers to prayer. God certainly is the one who answers prayer, but he does so in such a way where we are sometimes blown away by the response, by the answer. So if God spoke to you as he did Habakkuk and said you would be amazed about what he is going to do, what would you expect that outcome to be? Now look at the answers in the, the box on the handout. You've got answers there. You've got great You've got exciting, you've got appropriate, you've got hopeful, disappointing, painful. And I left an other in there for if you have something like that. Now, look at the question again. If God spoke to you as he did Habakkuk and said you would be amazed about what he is going to do, what would you expect that outcome to be? Now, you're going to notice there the different types of responses are based upon what? Your perspective, your attitude in some cases. Now, would you be disappointed? Now, I challenge you, some of you say no right off the bat. But it depends on the person and where they are in their relationship with the Lord. It's not an, an incorrect answer. It's an answer relative to the person. Because, let's be honest about this. Some of us have very good relationships with the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of us have marginal relationships with the Lord Jesus Christ. Some of us don't have a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. So you're going to have, that's three different responses right there based upon that. And if you have an unhealthy relationship with Jesus Christ... Because some people do have unhealthy relationships that's dysfunctional. You're going to have a hard time saying, oh, this is great. Oh, it's wonderful. Oh, this is fantastic. Oh, my mind has been blown. It really depends on your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, if you've got a strong, healthy relationship... 
which is all always under development, by the way. We're all still learning. We're all still developing our relationship. We are not finished products by any stretch of the imagination. Why is that? Because we sin. We're not finished products. You're a finished product when you're with him. Amen? You are not a finished product until you're with him. Because until that time, we are all still under personal development in this relationship with Jesus Christ. Go ahead. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yes. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. And it wasn't meant to be a trick question. Because you may very sincerely be, you know, joyful about it. You might say, it's great. But if you're a skeptic, if you're cynical, you might say, well, okay, it's appropriate. Or, you know, I'm hopeful, like you said, things will turn out even better, even though God is doing the work right before your eyes. It's all in your perspective, isn't it? It's how you see life. It's how you see what God is in the midst of in your life. If you don't think that God is in the midst of things in your life, guess what? This, why talk about it? I mean, that's really what we're, we're having to look at here. Remember, God hasn't changed for all eternity. Same God. We change. We are the ones who are inconsistent. God hasn't changed. God hasn't changed who he is. It's up to us to see God doing this work in our lives and making a change, hopefully for the better, for all of us. Romans 8.28 comes to mind. Who knows Romans 8.28 without... Just give me, give me the verse. Give me the essence of the verse. Romans 8.28. God works all things together for good, for those called according to his purpose. Excellent. That's, that's the verse. Now notice that there was a, a bit of a, there was a condition in there, wasn't there? The condition is the last part of that verse. Those are called according to his purpose. You can't leave that out. That has to be the part that we have to always include when we talk about that verse. Because God does everything, all things for good. Yeah. But we need to understand that that is leaving out a very key part and point related to what? God's will. God's purpose and will for your life. God's purpose and will for your life. Now, I say that. Does God still have control over everything around us, in our midst, all? Absolutely. And God has used people who do not know him to proclaim his name. So you hooked up outside this very day when you were a kid. Mm-hmm. And it didn't even come to you. You just smiled. Yep. That's why I did that. Yep. 
That's right. You remember it years later. You, you, you recall it and you think about it. Yeah, I was raised up yeah. in, in the woods. Okay. Hmm. Haven't thought about a snake. You know, I, I mean, I was leaving blind. Yes. You make this sound like a spa resort. If it wasn't, if it wasn't, it wasn't the fact you were laying in the field. And, yeah, I understand. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Very good. That's a great story. <laughs> it is a good story, though. <laughs> okay. No, that's great. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm just glad that nobody also and as a I'm glad nobody just jumped out in the street. Snatch. Okay. Well we we're praying we're prayerful and thankful you're not driving now. Amen. <laughs> Yeah, understood. I stopped driving before my, well, I was born legally blind, but before my vision started really going Getting worse, yeah. I think we can safely say, well, this is, a, this is another way to answer this question. Everyone in this room has been kept by God. Amen? Amen? You've been kept by God. You've been held upright by God. Okay. 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 No, this doesn't sound silly at all. We, we have examples like this. If we go back, if you take the time to look at this question that we asked earlier, you're going to go back and you're going to figure out and see what God has done. And it was unexpected. You need to, you need to embark upon this exercise to think about God's goodness. This is where you make this connection with God's word and your reality. Your reality. It's very easy to get into a mundane existence when you don't recount God's goodness. We start with the premise that God has preserved and kept each one of us. Amen? Start there and keep building on that. Because that's truth. Oh, I'm sorry. Hi. You're in the bleacher section, okay. Yeah, I was, I was reflecting the other day about my life, and my seventh grade math teacher told me a 
There you go. Thank you for sharing that. This is the type of stuff we need to hear and see. We're not going to be all mathematicians. We're not going to be the best when it comes to English. But there are certain things that God has gifted you with that you have to discover. And when you discover it and you know that's where God wants you, you can't be stopped. I cannot stress that enough to you. When you know exactly where God has you and you're doing what he has called you to do, remember, will and purpose. That's Romans eight twenty eight, all over again. You can't be stopped. You had your hand up, I'm sorry. Yes. Um, I was separated from my children at a young age. Okay. And I was getting up home. I was watching Joel Osteen okay. on a Sunday on the 19th of March. He was speaking on where there's no vision, people perish. Okay. And I looked at my girlfriend and I said, I have no vision anymore. Okay. The next day I was sitting at the apartment again and my phone rang. And I let it go to voicemail because I didn't know the number. Mm-hmm. When I got the voicemail, it said, Mom, this is her son, 38 years old. Okay. God, this is so awesome. Amen. And I have relationship with my son, my daughter. There you go. My nine grandchildren. Amen. Amen. That is exactly why we need to have this exercise. You need to see when God does things that are unexpected. He knows your prayers, and, he, and you just don't know the outcome. You don't know the outcome. He knows your prayers, but you need to see him doing things in your life, knowing your heart, even if you don't articulate what is needed, he will do it for you, and he'll do it unexpectedly. Yes. I know you got unexpected stuff because of where you came from and where you are now. Okay. With Caleb yeah. And, um, okay. Because as I was studying, I looked at the fact that all those people were grumbling. They had the heart to go, but mm-hmm. they kind of got lumped in that punishment of the wilderness for forty years. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. He Yep. That's right. And I love the fact he said when they went in, he told them, I gave you rich soil that you never had to till. Every single field. Your houses were already built. 
Amen. Had to wait. Correct. Yeah. We need to see that when we talk about God's goodness, if He truly does want the best for you, it's going to be like a road map for you. You just walk into it. We need to understand that. We need to understand that. It doesn't mean that you don't have to do work. It doesn't mean that you don't serve Him. It means you still do what? The last part of Romans 8.28. For those who are called according to His will and purpose. That's where the good comes from. And good, we have to also you know, use quotes on the word good. Because you can't throw that verse at somebody who's dying of cancer and saying, oh, it's good that this is happening. No, that's not what good represents at all here. Remember, from an eternal perspective, spiritual healing is most important. And that good may be, in fact, the Lord working with that person in their final days. Everyone has different perspectives that we need to be sensitive to in the midst of being prayerful for other people. And of course, if, if you are acting according to God's will and purpose, it's natural for you to pray for what? The unsaved. That's your M.O. That's your method of operation. That's what you should be doing at all times. Okay. So hold your thoughts here and put a check or a mark by your response because we'll revisit that and dive deeper into God's answer. So if you have an answer to those questions in in that table... Go ahead and put a check mark in there, and we'll get back to that, and we'll circle back to it. What do you expect when God says you'll be amazed by what he is going to do? And remember, God hasn't done it yet. He's saying he will do it. But what do you do in the meantime, which is what you were implying? Okay, Lord, what's up? What? 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 Well, you pray. Okay, now you're given the correct answer. You have to be still and pray. I agree with that. You still keep praying. In other words, you just don't stop praying. Now understand something. Some people probably do stop praying. Because they're not getting the answer that they want, when they want it, and how they want it. Because we don't think on an eternal perspective. Yep. Now, now let me challenge you with something here. Who does not want you to have a successful relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ? Satan. Satan. Satan wants to see as many believers scuffle with this whole exercise of trusting in the Lord and leaning not on your own understanding, acknowledging Him, and He's going to give you the pathway you need. A lot of people just butcher Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Because if you don't trust in the Lord, guess what? You're going to scuffle. 
Because we have to trust him that he is going to have our best interest at heart. If you don't trust that he is going to do that, you're going to have a hard time. Yes. Okay. Well, good. That's a good thing. Now, where that is coming from, the the psychiatric field does not rely upon spiritual means to counsel people. So if you ever go to a psychiatrist, and I'm not saying that you won't or, or ever need to, you need to find one who is biblically based. Now, another fact, chaplaincy, which is something that I want to get into, not all chaplain programs are the same either. I had to find a chaplain program that was Christian-based, Noting that there are all different kinds of faiths that a chaplain has to minister to, but I wanted to have teaching in a Christian-based chaplaincy structure, which is what we have to always keep in mind when we're getting involved with things involved in the world. Find those things that are going to fit under God's umbrella. Now, that gets back to understanding, I'm glad you did not take the advice of that person because... They're only going by what they know. It's that science aspect. And God is in science, by the way. But we need to understand that. That's a stopping point here. So use that question that I gave you, that can you relate question up above as a homework assignment, to think about those things that you were involved in and go back and look at Habakkuk 1.5 again. Look among the nations and see, wonder and be astounded, for I'm doing a work in your days you would not believe if told. Trust me when I tell you, God is working and moving even today in ways that you may be amazed and astounded when it happens because it's going to blow you away. It's going to blow you away. You've got to understand. The, the, the Hong Kong protests, for freedom. Never thought I would ever see that. Ever. Ever. That's God working. He's giving people a mindset to say that there's much more to life than living under a communist regime. But the fact that they are boldly now in the streets and protesting, that's God working. And doing things, that's an example of what I'm just giving to you that you never thought you would see in your lifetime. And these are young people, too. These are young people. Do you have one? I'm sorry. Yeah. God gives us power over evil, right? Yes. How come we don't need to? Oh, that's a great question. (laughs) That's a good question. We have power. We have power that we have unrealized. We have power that we're not using. Now, the Spirit enables us to do whatever we can do. We need to trust the Spirit more. That's a faith issue. So I think that's the answer. That's the partial answer to your question. It's a faith issue. Okay, we need to close out in prayer. Think on these things that we just discussed today, and hopefully I'll see you again next time. We'll talk about it. Father, we just thank you for this time you've given us to... Sit quietly and just hear you speak to us. Lord, thank you for bringing to mind those very things in our life. Where, Lord, we know that it was only you that could have done it. 
Only you that could have given us what we had needed at that time. Only you that could have given us that protection and preserving and keeping us to where we could recognize your goodness. We could see your goodness. We thank you for those reminders. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for touching us when we needed to be touched. We thank you for your loving embrace with your very presence. We pray, Lord, that you'll help us to be reminded of those reasons that you just are worthy of our praise. We pray now for the upcoming message and the speaker. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. See you next time.